record. Welcome back to another uh, episode of the Monstars podcast. I have uh, Commissioner Jones. I like the way that sounds. Yeah. Uh, Commissioner Jones is back with us for our second uh, second episode. So thank you for listening again. Uh, let's uh, dive right in. Uh, how'd, you, uh, how'd you do this last week, Kenny? Um, I snuck out a win somehow. Uh, I, played, I played George. Um, I, I improved to five and one. George dropped four. Um, it was a uh, it was a tough little matchup. We it tightened up real quick because of course techn- George <clears throat> isn't the most te- technologically sound, and so he uh, he doesn't set his he sets his lineup day of. He doesn't do the uh, the advanced uh, the advanced lineup set. So seeing the projections uh, matchup projections are, were a little bit skewed uh, throughout the week, but nonetheless. Um, I, uh, oh, wow. both, six point win. Yeah, yeah, that's a both, tight one. Yeah, both of us, both of us, kind of struggled at the end of the week. I think with uh, some some injuries and some guys that sat out games. Um, like over the weekend, I had Embiid. That was a game time decision, and he uh, and he uh, ended up sitting. Um, with oh, no uh, wonder Carl, you're doing well. Yeah, Embiid's a beast. Carl Towns. Carl Towns was out all week, but I was kind of mixing and matching his. Uh, his replacement and um, Nas Reed, who was in his backup, who's actually been a pretty good. He's almost he's like an auto start when uh, when Towns is out. Um, he had a wrist injury, so he had so I had to try to scramble. I, I was making I made a move uh, right before the, the five p.m. deadline last night, and uh, it, it, <laughs> I picked up Ed Davis, and I think that's the that's the reason I won. No kidding. Well, 19, 19.75 points. I'll take that. Yeah. I think, didn't you squeak out a win last week too, as I recall? Uh, I, I think it might've been the week prior to that. I think it was okay. week four. I, yeah, I won by two and a quarter or two and a half or something like that. Jeez. Squeaking out wins. You know. Now, so have you, this is a strategy I've kind of noticed starting to happen. Have you done the whole, like, just play as many guys as possible strategy or are you still allowing bench players to kind of ride on your bench like instead of the cut and go kind of sort of thing uh it all depends on the matchup if it's uh if it's something that i feel like you know my goal is to try to compete each week um if it's if i kind of see by like wednesday or thursday it's a lost cause i'll probably kind of pull the reins back but i think there's certain guys that i will uh go out of my way to try and beat and George is definitely on, uh, high on that list, so I had to uh, I had to do a little something uh, against him. Yeah, so like I'm I'm looking at moves, like yeah, so you've got 20 moves on the year. I played Big Face Coffee, which I think is Michael this last yeah. week. Uh-huh. He's got 49 moves already. I kind of noticed yeah. he he like I mean it's a good strategy if you plan on winning, um, but just just every day he had a full lineup out there. Uh, it was a good strategy. Beat me. Uh, no, nope. I got yeah. no trash talk here. Yeah, well, he'll uh, he'll be lucky to break even, even if he wins with that. <laughs> no with the kidding, right? At, so, so that's okay. Yeah, what? Is he, he's already up. What thirty? Twenty? No, twenty nine dollars. Yeah, so he's got to he's got to get like at least like place at this point to uh, to break even. Something something around there. That's pretty funny. 
Uh, yeah. I, so, like I said, I, I got beat by him this week. Um, I'm sorry. Who who are you, who are you playing this week? Uh, I'm playing Lupe this week. Oh, um, nice. what's, what's probably, Lupe sitting at? Uh, I think he is. Let me see. He's two and four as well. Um, but projection wise, I'm. It's looking like I might get smoked this week. I can't really figure out why. Of course, the uh, I'm, projections are are wonky. Yeah. But, uh, he has three more games, um, three more player games than I do, but uh, I'm projected to lose by 170. Whoa! So we'll see. We'll see how the week plays out. Um, but yeah, looks like it might be a little tough. It might be a tough matchup for me this week. So we'll. See. So I, I've moved on to interleague play. I've noticed. I've played. Has yeah. everyone played the, everyone in the division one? Yeah. So I didn't. Even, I didn't really okay. realize it. I guess when we set the uh, when we set the schedule up, it, it ended up working out the way I was hoping that it would. Is that the first six weeks? Or no, excuse me, the first five weeks you play each of your five division opponents, and then weeks uh, six through eleven, you play the six teams from the opposite division, and then weeks twelve through sixteen, you play the five division teams again. And I didn't realize that was how the schedule was. So that, that was my idea going into it. I didn't realize it when we when we went when you sent me the uh, the schedule. Uh, oh, that's right! Um, I forgot we did that. Yeah, um, that, that's actually what happened. So we play. So the first five weeks we all play division matchups, and then the last five weeks we all play division matchups. I kind of like that. I didn't realize I did that. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, that that was what I wanted to do. I didn't. I didn't like when we were when we were setting the schedule up. I didn't really realize that that was. I wasn't go so. Um, that was actually a fantasy football scheduling uh, right. website I found. Yeah, it worked out quite nicely. Yeah, it was pretty. Yeah, it worked out. Worked out really well. Yeah, uh, my team this week. Like I said, I oh, wow, what was the final score of my game? I wasn't in it much. I I got pretty well smoked. Yeah, I, I lost by two hundred. Um, it was kind of over by Saturday. My my core four guys did well for me. Uh, Wiggins, uh, Ben Simmons, Chris Paul, and Giannis. DeAndre Ayton was a little bit of a bummer this week, but can't really do much when, you know, the other team scoring 1,600 points. Yeah, I think – Just going to kind of mark that up as a loss. Yeah, 16, what, 16-19? That's probably the yeah. highest – that's probably the highest output of the of the season so far. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I scored the highest score this week. I'm not upset about it. What was that? I had the fourth highest score this week. I'm not upset yeah. about that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you're if you're in the top half most weeks, you're going to have a pretty good chance at winning. So it's a long season. Just stay above water. Right. Uh, yeah, and then I play. Uh, I play Greg next. Who I think you just said you just played. I played George. <laughs> no, George. George, Greg. Uh, you know, whatever. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I average about 50 more points there. I'm projected at 1559 this week. I must get Giannis on like a back-to-back or something. Like, I've got a, I, I got some high numbers there. I've never never been projected to score that much. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You're definitely yeah. You're definitely what your second high projections. Mike again is projected to score 1600. Oh no, actually, Sean oh. is projected. Sean has a huge. Oh, wow. I got a huge number 1744 to round yeah. up projection that's pretty that's pretty solid he must have a, a lot of a lot of, lot of player games going yeah 47 Wiseman's even out for the week and a half that's even more impressive yeah 
Although is Wiseman good in fantasy? I've actually never looked at that. Uh, not really. I think he averages like somewhere in like the high teens, low twenties. Nothing. Wiseman nothing. is the ninety-third rated player. Yeah, perfectly. Yeah, nothing. Uh, nothing. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. He's, I mean, he's averaging. He's actually averaging. Six points, six or excuse me, twelve points, six rebounds, and uh, pick under one assist per game. So that's going to fall around around 20, 20 to twenty two points average uh, per game. Twenty three point seven three. Okay. Yeah, that's not that great when you've got Giannis and you know your first round picks going for an average of fifty to sixty. Right. Yeah. A lot of centers on these teams. It's kind of interesting. Although not many of them actually play center, I guess. What's that? I've got a lot of centers on teams, I noticed. I've got a lot of centers, too. I've, it's just something I've kind of noticed. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's the, the big men. The big men who can uh, who can score are, are – Few uh, and far between. Yeah. There's, yeah. And if you get a, get one or two of them, there's a, there's a huge gap you know, between the top tier and, you know, the second tier level players. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, good, uh, good little sports talk here. We'll definitely check in again next week. Um, big things on the sports docket this week. Well, actually, kind of a really slow week. Nothing's actually going on, but we're going into Super Bowl week, which is fun. But prior to that, we have the Baseball Hall of Fame. Is, is it going on? Did the vote happen right now, or are we waiting? Uh, the vote happened uh, last week. Uh, okay. And so, yeah, uh, first time. I don't know if it's the first time ever, but it's the first time in a long time that uh, no players were elected. Um, it's not a huge surprise, I guess. Um, that seemed to be the trend uh, the last few years with with a lot of the top guys that are that are eligible. It's getting to a weird point with the guys that are eligible now, wouldn't you say? Well, yeah. I mean, you have you have the you know the Bonds, Clemens, Schilling. Uh, you know, those are the those are the three guys who are. Um, at the top of the list, you know, for their play and, you know, I guess for various reasons, they're um, not being considered. Uh, my my whole issue is that the way it's being played out is, is that an entire era of baseball, you know, the, the era that I grew up watching, you know, I didn't, I didn't choose to, uh, to grow up and watch baseball during the steroid era, but I did. And uh, and you know, all the guys that you know, I kind of idolized, whether they were doing it legit or not, um, I think it's it's a it's a shame that that the era that I grew up watching won't uh, there's pretty Almost strong won't be chance acknowledged. won't be acknowledged in the Hall of Fame. And I think uh, I think the next year's vote I think is going to be is going to be. Um, is going to be telling. Um, obviously, A. Rod is linked to uh, one or at least one, uh, you know, PED use um, problems. But I think uh, I love David Ortiz. He was awesome, great player for the Red Sox um, when when he was the catalyst in 2004 when they when they won the World Series. They, they beat the Yankees, came back and beat the Yankees, and ended up winning the World Series. He was. I think, well, but he was, you know, the guy who who had the big hit or the big play in uh, in a lot of those games that that pushed the Red Sox to the top. But 
David Ortiz played in that exact same era. He was a media darling, not not like Bonds or Schilling or Clemens. Um, I'm not accusing him or of any of, of, of ever doing it. He never, I mean, as far as I know, I don't think he's linked to to any PED use. But but he played in that exact same era too. So is he going to get a pass or? I don't know. We'll see. And I think one of the other things coming out too was like, it wasn't just them. No, it was, it was a ton of people and they were still that much better. It was there. They were, you know, a lot of those guys were even in the playing field by taking, you know, allegedly taking steroids. And so uh, they just were better. I mean, Bonds was the best hitter, most feared hitter there. uh, The, Early 2000s, Barry Bonds was probably the most feared hitter of all time. And it and put that, butts in seats. It well, no put doubt. money in people's no and doubt. The owners' yeah. accounts. Like you need in, to acknowledge that this what this it's not good, but it is a part of what baseball is. Baseball's had scandals forever. This is just the latest one and it deserves to be acknowledged and you move forward. Yeah. Um, I think a guy that seems to get a pass. Uh, in all of this is Bud Selig, who was the commissioner uh, throughout the steroid era and up until uh, 2017. Bud Selig is in the Hall of Fame. He oversaw everything. He oversaw the entire steroid era when baseball, in 1994, baseball was about to, about to completely, completely tank. Um, and and he, he he benefited on you know the entire steroid era and, and he's in the Hall of Fame. Why is he why why is he in the Hall of Fame and and none of the players are? I don't I just don't understand. It makes no sense to me. It's like you know the it's like uh you know a bad analogy, but it's like you know a country goes to war and uh, all of the all the soldiers uh, are are convicted of war crimes, but the uh, the the general uh, gets off scot free. I. Uh, I don't necessarily think that that's that's a good thing. Yeah, I agree. I uh, yeah, I I don't know enough to comment on that, and I will agree with your assessment. Uh, you've always been the baseball guy, um, but but it's it's interesting. Whereas with the hall of with the baseball hall of fame having no one in this year, I mean, you've got the class in the NFL um, that is absolutely just loaded. I mean, we've got. Peyton Manning, who I think everyone knew the moment he took his last snap, that was pretty textbook. Like, yep, and he's in. Um, Rod Woodson, uh, Charles, I'm sorry, not Charles, Calvin Johnson, and Jared Allen, which, I mean, are some of the, again, icons of our childhood, even though I don't think Calvin Johnson needs to be there. I wish he was still playing. Maybe the, maybe the, maybe the Rams can get him, too, get him to come out of retirement. Yeah, if, if, the, if the Lions, uh, you know, waive his rights, maybe so. Maybe Barry will come back after that. We'll yeah. get him a ring. <laughs> yeah, no um, yeah, it's just kind of interesting. And, and even the players that didn't get in, uh, Rondé Barber, Tony Baselli, Alan Fanica, Tory Holt. He was awesome those years in the, yeah. uh, with the Rams. John Lynch, Sam Mills, Richard Seymour, Zach Thomas, Reggie Wayne. Reggie Wayne's got to get in. I mean, he was – he made Peyton Manning who he was. Well, you know, Manning probably would have been pretty, pretty damn good without him anyway, but – but certainly does hurt. I think they both benefited from each other. Absolutely. Uh, it's kind of fun to listen to McAfee tell stories about Reggie Wayne and Peyton Manning at practices and stuff. Right. Yeah. Seems like a pretty funny guy. 
speaking of the NFL, uh, we are a week out. I have calmed down from my week-long rage of the NFC title game. Yeah. Uh, who do you got in this game? I've been kind of going back and forth. I'm still not. I'm still not. Uh, I'm still not sure uh, from a from a betting perspective. The more I hear what, about, what are the lines? Uh, the current line is uh, Chiefs minus three. Uh, so <clears throat> I originally was uh, all all about the the Chiefs, but they have a lot of uh, offensive line issues uh and i'm just not sure obviously mahomes can overcome a lot when it comes to that kind of stuff and they have so many weapons um i had to put a bet right now i'd probably take tampa plus three yeah i I like the i think the spread is appropriate i definitely think kansas city i mean they have a tendency as we've seen for two years now is they start slow Sometimes they just kind of mess around, but the real problem with them is they can absolutely turn it on. Um, yeah. Now they have their fast quarters. They did that to Tampa last time they played. I, I mean, it was, it was, it ended up being 24, I'm sorry, 27, 24, but that game was over in the first quarter when Kansas city was up 21, nothing on them. Um, yeah. They let them back into the game. And I think that might be Kansas city's Achilles heel is they can get complacent. Like they are that good and they know they're that good. Uh, the one game they lost this year of consequence was the Raiders just kept scoring. Right. They raced out to a lead and just kind of held on for dear life. And I, I think the fact that you bring up the, the lineman issue for the Chiefs is you've now lost their right tackle. Uh, he opted out this year. They did fine with Mitchell Schwartz. But now you've got your left tackle and, out, and uh, not, uh, Eric Fisher, pardon me, Richard. he ruptured his Achilles apparently. Poor guy. <laughs> um, and he's not built like Kevin Durant. I don't know if you can come back from that one at this point in your career. Uh, but then you've got to deal with Shaquille Barrett and Dominican Sue. You're going to be dealing with a lot of problems and a lot of people coming from a lot of places that that could fluster Mahomes. Uh, yeah. Again, could. I still yeah, think the Chiefs win. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, and my my answer, if you ask me tomorrow, my answer would probably change. But uh, that's just uh, there's just so many moving parts right now until until the injury reports are kind of get settled. Uh, it's hard to it's hard to really make a pick, but if I had to, if I'd gone to my head right now, I'd I'd take Tampa Tampa plus three. Yeah, like I said, I think I like that line. But yeah, I, I think I think the Chiefs are just gonna kind of I don't know whether it's gonna be one of those race out and hold on for dear life or come back in the fourth and score fourteen and win by three points. I'm not sure, but I just the Chiefs are too complete. I think Andy Reid is too good of a play caller. I think he'll I he'll accommodate for losing those tackles with a bunch of like slip screens and things to Tyreek Hill and just get him the ball in space. Yeah. My, I, I keep coming, going back to last year's Super Bowl. If this year's Tampa Bay Bucks, well, okay. If Tom Brady was the quarterback Niners last year up 21 to 10 in the fourth quarter, do you think that do you think the Niners win the Super Bowl? Yes. I just, I, I, I agree. I just don't think that, I don't think that the chiefs would have had as many opportunities as they did in the fourth quarter. If Brady if Brady was controlling the game. I also think Brady has the gall to tell Shanahan, no, we're running the ball. As we've seen Brady do this year with Byron Leftwich, I'm like, no, we're it's the playoffs. We're going to my offense now. And it works. Yeah. <laughs> no, and, you know, and, and the, everyone always expects a shootout in the Super Bowl. The shootouts never happen because teams tend to play a little bit 
a little bit tighter, a little bit more on the line. It's the final four quarters. I think that's where Andy Reid, both Andy Reid and Tom Brady both excel in this because they both have so much experience in it. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, the, the Reid Reid has a ton of. He's been you know been a coach for a long time. He's had a ton of playoff experience. Finally, you know, got over the hump last year. But I think teams of the Chiefs are a different animal with with their personnel right now and and. I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. I, it, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to. It's hard to find a scenario where it, it, you know you can say that they're that they're going to lose. It's going to be a fun game either way. Should be. Yeah. I know that much. Yeah. So, well, good chat, sir. Let's not let's, let's keep it concise. I like where we're at. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we will uh, do this again. Yes, sir. Uh, we'll uh, I'll talk to you later. Yes, sir. Have a good night, bud. See you.